Happy New Year. All right. So I think um, I can speak for everyone when I say good riddance to 2020. Um, so I know everybody's talked about it so much. So I'll just leave it at that. Um, so today I have my friend Lauren on who has been on a few of my episodes to talk about how to handle a breakup. Um, breakups are very tough, obviously. So the fact of the matter is that breakups are this hard because they are the death, you know, really of something that was precious to you. The emotions and the pain you're experiencing um, or have experienced are feelings of loss and can be compared to grief. Um, so on top of that, too, you're being forced out of your comfort zone and you're feeling very vulnerable and hurt. Um, so this is when you experience a, a lot of negative emotions like self-doubt, depression, and hopelessness for the future. But, you know, just letting you guys know, when we talk about this on the episode. It's very temporary. Um, I know some can, you know, last only weeks and some can last for years. Um, and that's okay. Everybody heals differently. But there are a lot of great constructive ways to go about a breakup. Also very destructive ways that, that you really should avoid. And we talk about that. So tune in and let's talk 30. So this episode is breakups are hard to do. Are they? <laughs> is there a song? Breaking up is hard to do. Sounds like a Dolly Parton. I, I, I don't know. That's definitely not a song, I but know. I know there's something that has that melody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, okay. Honestly, there is no easy way around it. Breaking up is hard to do. Good question, because I think a lot of people have a hard time answering it. If you are on either side is, is it easier to be the one to break up the relationship or be the one broken up with? Oof. If you're a decent human being, I think it's harder to break up with someone if they didn't do anything wrong. If someone cheated, if someone is a complete asshole, if someone was abusive emotionally, physically, then it's way easier to dump them. But um, I think it's really hard to know that you're hurting somebody. I think you get over your hurt. You know your hurt will end, but I think a part of you always carries a piece of, I really hurt that person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do think that's... It's interesting because I've been on both sides, um, usually on the side of being broken up with. I was going to say, based <laughs> on my experience, I'm usually the one that's dumped, but I did do one dumping that was heart-wrenching. Yeah. Oh, wait, what was it? Uh, my college boyfriend. We were together for five years. Uh, we graduated college. He moved to Fort Lauderdale to work for Deloitte, and I moved to Naples. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I feel like we both knew for a long time that it was over. Like, it was just comfortable. It wasn't really a romantic relationship anymore. But I found out that he had been saving for a ring. And that was when I was kind of like, shit, like, you need to pull the plug. Mm-hmm. Um, and that guy, I mean, nicest guy, never did anything wrong, had me on the highest pedestal, would have given me the entire mm-hmm. world if I asked him to. And... I still, to this day, like, it makes my stomach hurt to think about how everything went down. Yeah. You um, feel so, like, guilty and bad, and you're hoping Yeah, you're... and I think, too, like, unfortunately, it wasn't a situation where we could remain friends. He told, like, we tried, and he told me one day, he's like, look, it's just too hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't ever seen him again, but I have some friends that live 
in Naples and it's not a big city. So they've yeah. seen him. He's single. He's, you know, doing his thing. And all I want is for him to get married and have all the babies that, like he wanted to and be happy. Mm-hmm. So I hope he is happy. Not to say that you have to be married and have kids to be happy. But, um, right. but yeah, it, it does. It hurts my heart to know that I caused pain like that to someone who was just such a good person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially if they mean nothing malicious, say it was right. a good relationship, it just wasn't working out for you. Yeah. You know? If you um, fucked my best friend, I would have no problem, like, dumping you and yeah. making your life hell. Well, that's what a lot of people do, though. They wait till they they want something terrible to happen. They want them to cheat on them. So they that's can just what make I was waiting for. Easier. I'm like, God, can you please be an asshole one day <laughs> just for five minutes? And I can be like, this is it. This is over. Yeah. Never was. Well, you know, I think there's no easy way around it. I think either both sides brutal. Yeah. It's absolutely brutal. Um, I will say just based on experience for me, since I have it on both sides, again, more say broken up with, um, that's harder for me like the broken up with side. Um, I also feel like the relationships I did break up with those people, um, it was because I just like kind of went through the breakup while we were, I was with them in my head. I'm like, I'm going to do it. And I prepared myself. And yeah. I think most girls do that. And then I ended up, you know, getting that time and I was okay. I was like, all right, I'm good. I felt super, super guilty and I felt bad. Um, but I was way were you okay. surprised when you were broken up with? Because um, I think for me, that's why I don't necessarily feel like it's not better or worse. But for me, I'm not like, yeah, getting dumped was worse because mm-hmm. I feel like the, the two main relationships that I had in my adult life outside of um, Hav, I was broken up with. But I knew it was coming, like mm-hmm. even my engagement. It did not take, like, that was not a surprise. So I feel like you're saying, like, we prepare in our heads for a while before we actually break up with the person. Mm -hmm. I feel like in my head, I had known the relationship had been over. So when it did end, yeah, it was still sad, but it wasn't out of left field, which I think people who get dumped out of left field, I can't even imagine what that feels like. Oh, that's absolutely brutal. Well... It's interesting. I just was thinking about it before you came here and like people who broke up with me and how that experience was. But it was interesting because the two relationships I can think of and I, I don't know if I can necessarily even say they were true relationships like um, they weren't extremely like, oh, boyfriend, girlfriend. We were like dating for a while, but it never was exclusive. Mm-hmm. And also it was like a young college relationship and one in my early 20s and those when I got to that point where I was like I need to have that serious conversation or we were just weren't on the same page at all and then I got to that conclusion it was the most heart-wrenching thing for me and especially I also think it was because I was so young like yes I didn't know how to handle it I thought my life was over I was like I can't believe this guy doesn't like me and it was kind of interesting because the one in college like he liked me a lot more than I liked him at first and then I liked him a lot more than he liked me at the Mm -hmm. end of it so it was very interesting how the tables turned. Yeah. Um, but that was, I will say, the most <laughs> traumatizing. <laughs> and how much I embarrassed myself through that process was yeah. absolutely horrendous. Oh, we've all been there. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what what do you feel like was your hardest breakup? Did you have a breakup? 
And I feel like I know the answer, but I don't know. Well, it's, yeah, I think people who know me would assume, oh, it was your engagement. Yeah. Um, I, but when you told me the other day, like, hey, I want to talk about this topic with you. And, mm-hmm. and I thought about the, that question. My initial thought was the hardest breakup, being the person breaking up with someone was definitely Hop, which was my college boyfriend, mm-hmm. who I still, to this, like I said, I just, yeah, my heart hurts for him. And I, I hope, I really hope he's a gen, genuinely happy with what he's doing in life right now. Um, not, you know, he probably doesn't even think of me anymore, but yeah, <laughs> it's just in the back of my head. We know so. I have this thing, but um, my engagement was hard, but it was hard for, I think, different reasons than people would think. So I feel like I've had three major relationships that I consider real, real relationships post-college. So it was Hog, and then CT, mm-hmm. and then Juan. Yeah, <laughs> we'll call him Juan. Um, you know, when Hob and I broke up, we were living in different cities. Mm-hmm. When CT and I broke up, we were living in different cities. So I never really had to deal with being in the same city mm-hmm. once the relationship ended. Yeah. So my engagement ended. Not only do we live in the same city, we live four blocks apart from each other. So it was a learning experience for me to run into that person after the relationship ended. But I think the reason it was so hard for me is I lost my best friend, Mm -hmm. you know, and at my best friend and I lost the light, like the future that I, that was real. Like I had my wedding dress. I had the photographer. We had to save the dates. Like everything was planned. So it was a real future, not a, oh, I'm dating this guy. I could picture myself with him one day. It was like, hey, we've put deposits down. You know, my yeah. mom took me dress shopping. This is my future. So I think it was just mourning the loss of that future and having mm-hmm. to come to terms with that's not what was meant to be. Like something else is going to happen for mm-hmm. me. Um, but really it was losing that best friend that I had for four and a half years. I think that was the hardest part was I wanted to be friends with him after because it wasn't a malicious breakup, but. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's also like breakups are like a death, right? Yeah. Like you're grieving um, for that person. So a lot of the times um, people do try to keep in touch or stay in touch because they're so used to leaning into that person for advice or just mm-hmm. like, you know, anything. Um, so that does lead me to a good question. You know, and I, I actually had that down as, you know, being friends after a breakup, a myth. It is, is it unhealthy, even though it would seem best at the time? Um, I want to ask you that, but I do want to first say, it's not a myth. <laughs> I've done this. <laughs> and it actually was very successful because we both moved on, though. Like, mm-hmm. I will say I... I don't know about him, but I moved on. I was the one that did the breaking up with. Um, I, I was like, this is not working. And again, I went through the breakup while I was with him because I told a friend this too, that went through, a, she's now in this guy or done with, but when she was not happy, I was like, you're not going to do it right now. You're going to do it later. You're going to do it soon, but you're not going to do it right now. And yeah. I think it's going to take you some time to get comfortable with that actual thought of you doing it. And it's okay if you don't want to do it right now. Just, like, wait it out. Um, and I know that sounds selfish at the same time. But, I mean, it also you want to hope. 
hold I think on to I something was just to do. Say, I feel like even though you know there's this little piece inside of you that is just so hopeful mm-hmm. that things will go back to what they were. Because obviously at some point you guys were super happy because you wouldn't have been in a relationship if you weren't. So there's this little yeah. piece of you that's just holding on to that one thread of, but if we could just get back to this place. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how long do you wait before that thread breaks and you realize it's it's never going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because like uh, my ex, my re- most recent one, we were better as friends because when we did break up, we had this like, it was sad at first. We would see each other to drop our things off mm-hmm. once in a like a couple months after we lived together. So I had things, he had things. And every time we see each other, it was sad. It was very sad. And then it got we got to a point where we were just like meeting up. I went to um, a musical with his family, like maybe seven <laughs> months after. Not a musical, it was like, <laughs> wasn't a musical. It was um, a Christmas show. It was a Christmas show. His family and I were still in touch. And I had such an interesting bond where I was able to go with his family, go our own ways. He dropped me off that night. And I just remember being like, yeah, like you had, he was like my best friend that I was yeah. able to lean, like lean into. And we were better off as friends and it worked that way. And I was like, damn, this can work. It's it, is it, but it, it can work a little bit. I, I don't think fully because that person did, he did move on. Um, I heard about it and I was like, oh shit, that sucks because I'm so single. You, you want to be the first mm-hmm. to move on. But I was comfortable with it at the same time. But there was like a part of me that was like, damn, that's, I wanted to be that one to move on first. Um, so it was hard in a some sense. Not terrible though. But yeah, so I do think there's like a piece of like difficulty with being friends with a significant other when they find somebody else and they are dating and you hear about it. That's not fun. Yeah, I think too, there's a fine line of friendship and friendly. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I keep wanting to say his name, Juan and I. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, We were with each other through some really shitty times in our Mm -hmm. lives. You know, he was there when my mom almost died. He was there when my aunt died, my grandmother died. I was there Mm -hmm. when his parents got divorced. Like, we went through these huge life changes with each other that have impacted both of us and who we are today that it kind of stinks when you know my mom has another episode and like he was the one that i would call and be like hey this is what i had to deal with tonight blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. and i really shouldn't be calling him for that anymore especially if he has moved on i don't feel like that's my place but i'm not calling him to say hey do you want to grab a drink tonight or, hey, do you want to go catch a movie? Or, hey, do you want to go to this Christmas show? Like, yeah. But we still have mutual friends. Mm-hmm. So we see each other, you know, Hendrix's birthday party. And we're totally fine. We're very friendly with each other. Every now and then I need a recommendation for something, he'll give it to me. He needed something the other day. I have no problem giving it to him. So we're very friendly with each other. Mm-hmm. But we're not friends. Yeah. So I think there's it's a impossible. fine line. The only ex that I'm friends with is my high school boyfriend, but that's because I was 17 when we dated. <laughs> Were you trying to set him up with your friend recently? Uh, yeah, I tried to set him up with Ashley when we went to Miami, but he had already started dating somebody else. So. Oh, um, he did? Yeah, her uh, name is Ashley. Oh, of course. Damn, <laughs> Ashley, her yeah. friend, she lost her shot there. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm friendly with CT, mm-hmm. but we're not friends. Yeah. 
it's like friendly. It's like you can be cordial. And- yeah, we can be in the same room. We can be at a party. We can have a conversation and nobody feels awkward. It's not awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I enjoy catching up with them, but yeah. I'm not calling to say, hey, do you want to meet up and go for a bike ride? Yeah, that that does get weird. It's it's funny because that's like what I did with my ex, but I, I won't won't recommend that at all because it actually it was interesting because when I he was already in a new relationship, but when I moved on, he was still reaching out like mm-hmm. about, and I was just like, no, this isn't fair to my now boyfriend. So I yeah. told him like from the way beginning, and I said, hey, listen. You can't reach out to me anymore. I'm here for you. If there's something that comes up, I'm, you know, just want to be respectful. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I wish you all the best. Again, like, if you need anything that's, like, super urgent or, like, I can help you with, I'm happy to be there. But, again, all, all the best. And one thing, too, it's part of being respectful to their new partner, you know, when yeah. he started dating his girlfriend, it was made very clear that she was not a fan of he and I communicating, which is why he stopped picking up the dog like we basically co-parented the dogs for several months after we broke Mm -hmm. up and then when he started dating her um she was not a fan that we were in communication and Mm -hmm. you know what that's that's fine so I need to respect that absolutely yeah it, it does get sticky when that person somebody moves on and yeah um okay well I mean, obviously, you've been through some tough breakups, right? Like, what are... We'll start with the fun stuff. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I thought all of this was fun. (laughs) No, I mean, this is not fun, but also fun to talk about in a way, like, for others to get some advice in, is, like, destructive ways of going about breakups. Because um, I want to say one piece about going through um, a breakup that can be very destructive. And we all probably know this is like, like going on a bender and drinking and getting so shit faced um, because you end up getting hammered. And then you're like, I'm gonna just have a great time with my friends. And then you're out and you're, you're feeling great, you're feeling good. Then you hit a wall and then you're like, and then you're a hot fucking mess that nobody wants to be around. <laughs> then you're in the bathroom talking to all the fucking girls that you can talk to and be like, yo, my boyfriend broke up with me. I'm in a mess. Da, da, da. You're a mascara rolling down your eyes. You're a disgusting mess. And then you walk home and then you text him, I miss you at the end. And you're Sounds like you're speaking nightmare. <laughs> nightmare. Yeah. So, I mean, right away, going on a bender like that, not good right off the gate out of the gate yeah I did not drink wine for a good couple months because when I get wine drunk I'm very emotional Mm -hmm. and um right after the breakup if I was wine drunk I just Mm -hmm. and I would stay to myself and I think this will come up later but as far as advice to give it's like lean on your friends because I didn't I would like hole up on my own I would pretend like I was fine and I would just be hysterically crying alone in my house drunk on wine like just a disaster and and you do you start to go through social media and you start texting people you shouldn't be texting and calling people you shouldn't be calling and there's nothing wrong with going out and getting drunk and having fun but know your limit know what you can and can't drink that gives you that fun drunk versus that emotional drunk yeah um but yeah don't go on a bender and just remove them from social media 
I agree with that. I do think that's like really important. If you have, if you're super hung up on somebody still, it's just, yeah. you don't want to see what's going on. Um, it's interesting because I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about how they always look at their exes up and stuff. And I'm like, that is something I definitely did, but I mean, it's not good. It's just trying what, to refrain from doing it. what comes out of that? Because, A, they're not posting anything that's going to make you be like, oh, haha, you're miserable now. Like, yeah. They're posting shit that makes them look like they're living their best life, which is going to make you more upset. Mm-hmm. If you're still hung up and they're posting a picture with a significant other, that's not going to make you feel very good. Oh, no. So just avoid it. Get rid of it. Delete it. If you want to be friendly or friends with the person <laughs> down the road, refriend them, whatever. But, um, you know, and if you're not, if maybe you're with someone who's just not on social media and God bless that person because then oh, you don't have to worry me. about it. But yeah, I just, you go down so many rabbit holes and you'll do it when you're drunk and then your finger will accidentally double tap something, Ugh. you know, on his new girlfriend's profile from like 37 <laughs> weeks ago. Or, like, your, you and your friends will be looking at it, and it's just yeah. no good ever comes out of that. Yeah. I actually, funny, I have a friend in New York who, um, she's engaged now, but she was in a serious relationship before this guy, and now he's now married. But when she he started dating somebody new, she was, like, <laughs> the girl, like, essentially blocked her or something because she accidentally, accidentally liked one of her photos. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm talking about I was like dude why did you go back that far like I was listening on girls gotta eat um they were talking about someone's ex-boyfriend started dating this new girl and her whole friend group at the same time they all clicked follow to like bombard this girls and so no that like they're watching you know so stupid so immature these girls must have been in their like early 20s but yeah I was just cracking up. Oh, my God. Because I've been not even an ex, but I've been creeping, you know, God, I've done it before when you're finding someone and you're just going and you find yourself in this rabbit hole at 2 a.m. and then you fall asleep, but your phone falls on your face and you accidentally, like, hit the button with your nose or something and (laughs) wake up the next day and you're like, oh, what did I do? Oh, the worst. The worst. Yeah. Yeah. Even if, like, you're not even creeping somebody, you're just, like, looking at their profile and not somebody you're close with and you accidentally like their photo and you're like, I don't fucking know how I got here. Exactly. I don't care about liking your photo. And there's no backing out. You can unlike it, but they already received the notification that you liked it. Yeah. And then I, yep, I unliked it. And I was like, well, I'm still going to see I liked it. And then he's like, know where the like was because yeah. I unliked Oh, man. It's so embarrassing. But, um, yeah, that's definitely destructive. And then um, rebound relationships. I do think. Um, and then jumping on, like, dating apps. People tend to go too quickly onto, I mean, it kind of goes together, right? Um, jumping on dating apps like immediately. I, I mean, my last thing, breakup, I actually was very insecure. Mm-hmm. I needed like time on myself. Like I was like, I just want to do me. Yeah. I mean, it took me months to actually want to date again, but. I think that's the of. mindset that changes though, as you get older, you know, jokingly I feel like we all at one point were like oh the best way to get over someone is to get under someone else <laughs> that's at least that's what my dad told me um <laughs> don't do that yeah he clearly did not mean it but he thought he was funny oh yeah um <laughs> but yeah I think you know when you're in college and dating 
you immediately go from one person to the next. A, because you're young and stupid. B, because you're in college and there's thousands of people for you yeah. to go out and meet and date. Um, but like you said, after this last breakup, I waited almost a year before I even started dating again. Yeah. And it was because I really was like, I was a partner for five years. I need to figure out who I am on my own again. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I was mourning a loss of a future I thought I was going to have. And so now I needed to focus on, I thought that's what was going to make me happy. And that's a really stupid thing. Not that it's a stupid thing to think, but I need to find my own happiness. Mm-hmm. And then if I meet someone who makes my happiness exponentially greater, that's wonderful. Yeah. But I need to figure out again who I am at this point in my life and what makes me happy and what's going to drive me every day. And so I waited almost a year before trying to date and then the pandemic hit and then... <laughs> Yeah, right when you were starting to date is when the pandemic hit. But I'm really glad I took that time because if I didn't, it wouldn't have been fair to myself, but it definitely would have been fair to whoever Mm -hmm. I got in a relationship with. Um, And I also feel like if you're rebound sleeping around, not just rebound relationship, but like bang, 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 Mm -hmm. I think eventually, I think that can lead to some self-destructive decisions down the road. Absolutely. I think that 100% can. It can also make you very insecure at some point right. because, you know, sometimes those people, most of the time those guys or women won't call you back. It's just more of like a fun thing for them or whatever. They think it's fun for you. And that can cause like insecurity because you're hoping for something more sometimes. But, or like it's an instant satisfaction, but it's only short term. Like that's a only short term like dopamine. Yeah. And it goes away. It ends up, and you're coming off like a hangover. And it's like you're. And if that's Whoa. what you're looking for, truly, then yeah. great. Different Good on you. Right. But I think most people, if they were dumped when they come out of that situation, they're looking for that validation of, well, you don't want me, but somebody else does. Mm-hmm. And then that's where I think you get into this bad headspace. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he wants me, and he wants me, and he wants me, and he wants, like, why well, I fuck this guy and this guy. All, eight, all eight, these eight guys want me, like, screw you. You know, you just, I personally never did that, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the short-term relief rebound, it, it keeps you distracted. I don't know. I just, like, it ultimately, like, it's just, short, I think, too short-term. And, um, I, yeah, I think it can lead also to self-destruction. Because I've done it. I've done, like that where I'm just trying to like get my mind off things and mm-hmm. be distracted. But yeah, it made it sometimes worse for me. Also, I'm not the type of person that can do that. Yeah. I'm always envious of people who can because like I am too hung up on Phillies. My friends all know me from like college being like, girl, you can't do any of that stuff. Like you yeah. can't have like a one night stand or have, cause you, you're, I get too caught up in my feelings. I'm like, Oh my God, is he's going to call me? Are we dating now? Are we going to get married next week? I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah I can do well I can do it to an extent I feel like I if I'm in the mindset of I'm just looking for something casual but I'm also not the type of person who's like I want something casual with four people it's I'm just looking for something casual with one person yeah 
you know, I don't need you calling me every day. I don't need you asking me how my work day was. Mm -hmm. I'm not sleeping over. We're not cuddling. Like <laughs> if we're keeping it like that, then I feel like me personally, I'm able to do that for a little bit longer, but it's once I start opening up to somebody, mm -hmm. you know, and it gets more intimate and you have those conversations where you're getting to know each other, then the feelings start and then it's, you either have to cut it off or eventually see if you guys want something out of it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. See where it goes. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, on the other side of things, there are constructive ways of going about breakups. What are some things that you did to, <laughs> did I do anything attractive? No, I did. Um, <laughs> and again, I think this is just with age. Mm-hmm. Not to like because we're so old and mature. We're um, also young, Lauren. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, okay. No, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> I make it sound like we're in our fifties. Like it comes with age. I know. We start saying the shit when you turn thirty. You're just like it's all downhill. Oh yeah. Um. So one thing that I did a little bit of, but I wish I had done more of, was honestly just lean on my friends. Um, I think I wanted to be that person that you know, I'm fine. I'm going to be fine. I'm strong. I'm going to get through this. Mm -hmm. Don't worry. I'm good. And maybe I didn't need someone to talk to, but just to have someone to keep me company if I wanted to cry or, yeah. you know, watch a show that I used to watch with him and just have someone there with me so that I'm not tempted to be like, oh my gosh, so-and-so dies on the next episode or whatever. Um, but one thing that I did that really helped me get through it was, I'm not a journaler per se. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people that helps them with certain things, but just self-reflection mm -hmm. and allowing myself to feel my feelings. I think we're, we as women don't wanna be portrayed as the stereotypical woman, mm -hmm. you know, like, I don't want to be too sensitive. I don't want to be a crybaby. I don't want to be, you know, this. But allowing yourself to feel sad, allowing yourself to be angry, allowing yourself to be disappointed, um, and really feel those feelings and then say, okay, I acknowledged how I felt. How am I going to get myself out of this? Yeah. So, what things make me happy? Cooking. Cooking makes me happy. Cat is amazing. She loves to cook too. She and I started cooking dinner together one night a week. Yeah. Oh, that, you know, love that. Like, oh, that's so awesome. I love to read. I got a list of books from different friends and I made a list and I made sure that I read for at least an hour every night. Mm -hmm. Um, so just, and that helped me find me again. Yeah. Cause not to say that it was an unbalanced relationship, but towards the end, our lives kind of revolved around his life just with everything he had going on with all of his different jobs. And like so, your hobbies were going to the yeah. side ultimately because you were trying to. Because yeah, the only time I had with him really was when we were doing things for his organization or related to his job or whatever. And so taking time to self-reflect and do the things that really made me happy, I started to feel like, hey, I don't need him mm -hmm. to be happy. I'm perfectly happy by myself, yeah. which you should never feel which you talked about this in another episode i told you this thing about will smith but you should never depend on someone else for your own happiness and i think mm -hmm. it's easy to get stuck in a relationship where you feel like you might depend on someone for that versus 
um, they just add to the happiness. And I heard this analogy yesterday that I thought about was perfect for this. You know, your happiness is like a scoop of ice cream. Mm -hmm. Who doesn't like ice cream? (laughs) Ice cream is great. Yeah. It's great. And then when you're in a healthy relationship, it's like adding whatever your favorite topping is on top. It just makes it like that much better. I like that. That's awesome. But whether the topping's on there or not, you're still going to eat the ice cream. So whether you have a partner or not, you should still be happy. Ooh, I love that. Where'd you see that? Plug it. <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> you know what's also interesting when you were just talking about that was um, encouragement. I think somebody who encourages you to do your hobbies is yeah. important as well. Maybe you were lacking a little bit, and I don't know. But- yeah, and I, I, I don't want people to think that like I wasn't allowed to do what I wanted to do. Um, oh yeah, you you. But it was like I chose to do the things that I did and put my stuff to the side. But it's helpful when you have friends who have similar interests and will get you out of your funk and say, you know, hey, let's go for do a yoga class at the park. Let's mm-hmm. go for a bike ride. Let's you know. And my friends are really good. All of you girls, I remember when that first happened, you guys had like a schedule. Pearl made like a schedule and you guys would come by my house a different night of the week. God, Pearl is so, (laughs) I'm always shocked by her. She's amazing. She's an amazing friend. She is such an amazing friend. Yeah. Yeah. But, and that was extremely helpful because yeah, I'm sure there were nights where I was just, you know, leave me the fuck alone. I don't want to be around anybody. But at the end of the day, you you do. You want that company. Mm-hmm. Even if like you're not even talking, you yeah. just have somebody there with you. Um, yeah, there got there got to points too when there I had like really difficult times where I was alone and I'd be like, did I make a, the wrong decision? Mm-hmm. And I call like a, a good friend and be like, talking about the ledge here, man. Like, I, yeah. yeah, I need reassurance. Like, I did the right thing. And yeah, I think too that's important advice is your friends are your friends. Use them. Mm-hmm. Don't feel guilty. Don't feel bad if you need to call them at two o'clock in the morning because yeah. you're having a breakdown or because you're trying not to call mm-hmm. your ex or your, you know, whatever it is. Don't feel like you're bothering them or annoying them. Use them. Um, I think what was unique in my situation was I didn't have time to mourn mm-hmm. or be sad for months because we broke up and then I was living in his house, so I had to find a place to live. Mm-hmm. So in that process, I decided to buy a house with the money I saved for the wedding. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then there was that whole process, which is not a short mm-hmm. process, buying the house, moving into the house, getting settled, buying furniture. So I feel like I was so busy for the first three, four months after we broke up that I didn't even have time to process what had happened. And I think it definitely hit me around my birthday, but it really hit me when it was supposed to be our wedding day. And I think I told you the story. Oh my God. I went to the Seminole Heights wine bar. (laughs) We were the only people there. (laughs) I was completely shmammered. Like the girls had, we'd gone out drinking all day. You stopped by. 
You came. No, did I? Yeah. You told me about this. Like, you texted me the next day being like, dude, I was I not well like yesterday. Did. I don't know. Unless I did, But maybe. we were the only ones in the bar, and, like, yeah. Drew loved us, so he let us do whatever we wanted. Yeah, I miss that I took over the freaking Ray Bluetooth radio and <laughs> played... Selena Gomez, that song she sings. Of oh, the breakup like, song? You set my force on fire, fire, you let it burn. <laughs> and I was sobbing at the bar. He did. He just let it burn. I mean, Kat was like, Lauren, I have never, ever seen you like this in my entire life. I'm a very <laughs> composed person. I can't even see you like that. Even either. when I'm drunk, I'm not a sloppy drunk. <gasps> I was, and I think because it finally... It was maybe, like, just, like, hitting it you. It finally down. hit me. It was like, oh, my God, <laughs> shit. Like, this isn't happening anymore. You've distracted yourself too long. Yeah. Yes, and I think that's important advice. Like I said, feel your feelings. If mm-hmm. you try to keep yourself so busy that you forget or just to try to stay distracted, you're going to wind up in a Target at 2 o'clock on a Saturday reaching for something on a shelf and you're either going to hear a song or you're going to smell a smell or something's going to strike that chord and you're going to lose your shit and target in front of everybody. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so crazy because it's so true. Just one thing somebody says, like, you know, yeah, like a smell or anything. It was crazy because like, this is not in the same realm, but I remember Meg and I went to Sea House um, Mm -hmm. and the, the restaurant and we were at a lunch and the one of the guys that sat next to me had this cologne on. It reminded me of Australia. This was like just I mean, oh, same type man. of like what I said yeah. abroad in Australia. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, I know like people that have that cologne. And it brought me right back. Like I felt the feeling so much. So I can imagine if like you if a guy sat next to you that had a that cologne on that you you know, you 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 know those smells and it smells brings you right back to that spot. And songs. They transport you immediately and they set off so many emotions instantly like right now so the guy that i'm hanging out with you're dating yeah yeah i guess we're dating i would say you're dating um his cologne whatever it is the second i smell it it's this like animalistic (laughs) like (laughs) i want you i need you now yeah (laughs) so i I don't know but he picked me up for drinks the other night with his cousin and I got in the car and I smelled it immediately and I was like, mm-hmm, yep. <laughs> but I could imagine if I was in public somewhere and I smelled that, all the feelings that I feel yeah. would come back to me and I would turn around and it might be this like 90 year old man and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, gross. But yeah, smells, smells and songs definitely yeah. trigger. So yeah, I think not being distracted, not distracting yourself too much for too long and allowing yourself to go through the grieving process. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, feeling your feels. Like, I don't, I mean, there's nothing I can say more, I, I mean, I agree more to you on that topic is yeah. it's hard. You don't want to be sad, but you have to go through that grieving process Yeah, because it's going to hit you. Like you said, like, you know, you waited so long to feel it. And it eventually hit you. It's going to hit mm-hmm. you at some point. Um, yeah, I, I will say when even my last relationship, when it was easier for me, maybe. Um, I don't know, though. I think it maybe was. But I feel like I definitely 
had a hard time with it after like maybe a month or two months because I was alone. I was used to being around him all the time. Yeah. So it did hit me, but I was like refusing the feelings. And I, I didn't allow myself. I was like, I'm good. I'm great. I'm good. I'm great. And um, yeah, I do remember one night just curled up in a ball on the couch crying hysterically. And I was like, what's wrong with me? Just because I didn't allow myself and there's nothing get there. wrong with you. It's sad. You're you're losing essentially, like I said, depending on how good your relationship was, you're losing your best friend. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes to do that. Yeah, and just somebody who's important to you. Yeah. I mean, it may have not been as important at the end, but right. they're they really are um, you know, important people in your life that you'll always remember too. Yeah. It's and when you take the time to acknowledge your feelings, then you're able to deal with them in a healthy way versus mm-hmm. bottling them up and then exploding. Absolutely. So, so one other, oh, and actually one other thing I want to say that's constructive is um, exercising mm-hmm. is huge, releasing that dopamine. Um, because I actually, just in general, I've started exercising again. I feel... Like, I look forward to it. I'm happier. Yeah. I can tell my body's happier. So I recommend that. Putting your heart into it, maybe. I recommend exercising. I'm laughing, though, because I was thinking <laughs> last night. I was like, all these bitches who go through breakups, and then they come out of them, and they're like, look at my revenge body. Like, I look so good. Mm-hmm. No. I eat my feelings. I eat when I'm sad. I eat when I'm happy. I eat when I'm bored, when Wait, I'm excited. Really? I eat all the time and <laughs> because I was moving and like going through the buying that like my my days were off I was completely swamped around I got off my workout routine mm-hmm. and I definitely packed on some pounds there was no revenge body like if I had run into him he probably would have been like woof like what happened Lauren not no, true but, but I know I, you felt like a specific way yeah. Yourself. yeah. And I think that's when right. it's important to have your friends, you know, hey, come with me to the cycle class on Saturday and we'll go to brunch after. Hey, there's mm-hmm. free yoga at the park. Like, just ease your way into it. But yes, I agree. Exercise. You know me. I exercise six days a week. I oh, love it. Yeah. You were very like active. And I mean, it does. It releases good like endorphins. Yeah. And um, it's, it's 100% good for your, your health, your mind. And work too i'm noticing if i do in the morning my days are so much better by doing it i i usually i used to take a nap all the time because i work from home like just a 20 30 minute nap and i haven't been doing that lately because so energized it's a great way to meet people not necessarily for a relationship but if you like running join a run club Mm -hmm. if you like you know if you're a class person if you go to the same class on the same night of the week at the same time, you'll be around the same people. And, yeah. you know, you can form a, a tribe of people who have that common interest with you, which who knows what that could lead to down the road in terms of friendships, relationships or whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah. And that was like one other thing is like talking to new people I wrote down is if you feel you're feeling like weighed down by the painful breakup, I think a goal to challenge yourself is talking to like five new people, let's just say a week or whatever. Like, some, I mean, honestly, a lot of new people. I know <laughs> it could be like sparking up a conversation at um, a grocery store next to you, just like pointing something out or mm-hmm. the gym, um, 
a bar if you go into a bar yeah yeah it's actually easier at a bar probably with uh, booze flowing but <laughs> i mean at <laughs> that liquid courage <laughs> that liquid courage um but yeah no i mean i actually it's interesting i go to a coffee shop up mm-hmm. here in seminal heights and i always spark conversations with people just like because i don't know i'm i'm pretty frankie always says he's like man you you can talk to somebody you can talk to a Oh yeah it's like how do you not end the conversation yet and i'm like i have no idea oh like, yeah I want you out. ramble yeah like i yeah. want out but i can't but God, you're like ashley yeah <laughs> which one uh from work i told you we were out one night and these two guys approached us at Embird, and they were just like oh no old gross guys from sarasota and she's the sweetest person. Oh, so she's, she's so you know, sweet. Hey, y'all. Da, 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 da. And so we're chit-chatting, and I'm not making eye contact. I'm turned away from them. Oh, like, I can see this, too. I'm coming <laughs> off. Yeah, I'm coming off as a total bitch. Um, but I just was – I had gone out with her that night to have a girls' night, just the two of us, and mm-hmm. I didn't want to deal with that. And she kept talking and talking, and so they had asked us something about directions. So I gave them the directions, and I said – well, enjoy your night. Mm-hmm. A clear end to conversation. Yeah, like on this this combo's done. Yeah, yeah 100%. Well, then Ashley turns and says, well, so where are y'all from? And I'm like kicking her the under shit. the bar. I'm like, would you shut up? <laughs> um, it's so funny because you've heard the story before when we were in the picnic we're doing a picnic in the park Mm -hmm. and we ran into the guy Mm -hmm. you were dating and i know him from you know uh like the staffing days or whatever we all worked under the same building and i was like you know but it's like honestly uncomfortable because he was walking his dog so you know the dog stopped so he was still there and i was like asking him like question (laughs) question Question. And Frank was like, what is going on, dude? Like, stop. And I'm like, I can't. I I guess, like, I don't like uncomfortable, awkward silence. Mm -hmm. Even though he was so far away, Lauren. Like, I was shouting to him. (laughs) This is how I know I'm so awkward. So, yeah. I, I mean, but I do think, in general if you are single and you're in a good spot, it's like sparking conversations with like people. And it's yeah. like meeting new people. Cause you got, you don't, you never know. Like that person could know somebody or, or you just make have. a genuine connection with another human. And it's nice. Yeah. It's nice to make a connection, whether it's, it doesn't have to lead to anything, but it's nice when you talk to someone and you enjoy the conversation. Absolutely. And I think it does like boost up your ego or your, yeah. Yeah. Every meeting, you know, it'll broaden your horizons, I guess you mm-hmm. can say. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, it was funny because Meredith and I, when I was single, we went to um, a bar in, um, gosh, I forget, it was on the water somewhere, and it was a happy hour, and she ended up, before I got there, met another woman, like, who was, like, sitting in the bar, and she was here for, like, work or something, and she ended up, like, chatting with Meredith, and she was moving down here, or she lit, I don't know. Anyway, they hit it off they were as friends and they kept in touch and they went out together because they were both single she was like recently divorced Mm -hmm. and Meredith was like yeah let's like hang out and she was so cool I met her and I'm like how cool is it that you met her just sitting at a bar like you know and um super down-to-earth person so you just like don't know who you're gonna meet you don't and who (laughs) I mean such a bad relationship driven by you know friendship driven (laughs) yeah when I was in Miami um last weekend we had gone to one of my favorite bars and I was 
had way too much to drink. But this woman sat down at the bar next to us and she clearly had been going through chemo. Um, and I started talking to her and she said that she was out celebrating because she finished her last chemo treatment. Oh, that's amazing. And, you know, I have two uncles who passed away from cancer, my grandfather, my aunt, like cancer runs rampant in my family. So I was just so great, like not grateful, but, um, excited for her and just started chatting about, you know, her treatment and her family and how she was feeling and. I don't recall the very end of the conversation and the interaction, but Ashley told me, she said, that woman loved you. Like she was so happy to talk to you. She enjoyed the conversation. And I was like, you know, maybe cause she thought I was entertaining. Cause here's this hot mess. that's, you know, whatever, but I might've brought your day a nice person. Yeah. yeah. So she probably felt happy that like somebody who's genuinely nice to her and having a conversation. Well, and I think you know, she could tell I was day. genuinely excited for her. This wasn't like a pit, a pity. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me let you a drink. You had chemo. Like, no, I was thrilled for her. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah you never know. It. I've met some really interesting people in airport bars. Oh um, my God. That's the best. Yeah. to me people i have to tell you airport bars that's I'm, why I'm this is a good COVID. place for anybody single go, like you're traveling go park it in the short, go, go park in shorts or parking and hang out of the airport bar because <laughs> everybody's by themselves think about yeah. it that way like most people are by themselves traveling for business or they're with like maybe one other person. Typically. I just like hearing people's stories. Or yeah, just less people like there was a I people love to talk. <laughs> yeah, and I mean people who are traveling or like to travel and all that stuff, they will talk to you across the bar. Like I've been in a bar when it was like a, the the Kentucky Derby at that point. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Who are you going for over there?" And I was just like what? <laughs> Which is the polar opposite of once you're on the plane. Cause I'm the person, cause I fly Southwest oh, yeah. a lot. So, so as soon as I get in my seat, I put on my like resting bitch face, put on my neck pillow, put my AirPods in. I try to just look grouchy so that nobody wants to sit next to me. Yeah. I'm the same way. But though. then at the bar, I'm like talking your ear off and I want to know where you're from, what your story is, why you're traveling, where you're going, what you're doing. Yeah. No. It's so cool though. Like, I mean, imagine that story, meeting somebody at a bar and you're going to the same destination. Or if you end up making long distance work and then you move the same city. Yeah. Um, okay. So one last question. Do you think, you know, you were most inclined to break up with someone earlier in a relationship now that you were, you know, in your thirties, does that quote unquote biological clock have an influence? This is from Frankie. Ooh, coming in Frankie, who's not even 30. (laughs) You have no right to ask this question. His 30th birthday is February, y'all. February 11th. Can't wait for the party. Oh, my gosh. Um, Yes, you're having one here. Yes and no. So I think that to break off a relationship early on, yes. Mm -hmm. To break off dating early on, no. And not necessarily. And what I mean by that is if I'm dating – I might not necessarily be dating one person. Yeah. Like when you're on the apps and when you're out there, mm-hmm. like, you know, you're going out on different dates with multiple people. You might meet someone and you kind of know off the bat, like, I don't think this is going to work long term, but for right now, this is fun. This is meeting what I need mm-hmm. at the moment. You know, it is what it is. If I were to get into a 
exclusive relationship with someone and they I'm trying to think of like I wouldn't get into a relationship with someone who smoked I'm trying to think of like a deal breaker um if they're absolutely they have three <laughs> three DUIs well clearly that didn't steer me clear um, revert back to episode one modern dating <laughs> god yeah um if they're completely closed-minded mm-hmm. to the idea of possibly having kids okay I would probably call it off I mean, I don't know that I can have kids, but I would like the option. Yeah, 100%. It's, like, been, been important to you, I feel like, for a yeah, while. Yeah, like, yeah. I'd love to have a family, whether that's through my own kid, through adoption, through foster, whatever that might look like, I would like that option. Mm-hmm. So if someone said, absolutely not, I hate kids, I don't ever want kids, I would probably not, like, I would call that off. And I don't think those conversations happen for me unless I'm in that relationship. So Frank, to answer your question, I am not asking someone on the third date my deal breaker questions. Yeah, no. So I no. want to date. I want to, I think by dating people, you learn more about yourself um, and you kind of learn more about what you like and don't like and what you want and don't want. I, I don't think I can say today, I know exactly what I want. And in six months from now, it's going to be exactly the same. I think at the core, there's things that I consistently want but um no I'm not breaking off dating early because of the biological clock also no not dating I do agree with that but relationship wise he he mentioned but like I do think if you are now in a let's just say eight month relationship because in the beginning you have those butterflies you're mm-hmm. you avoid all the red flags you kind of feel red flags but you avoid them and then they start those red flags start coming up again um, maybe four or five months in, I don't know. And I think in your thirties, if first your twenties, you're definitely more inclined to break up with that person sooner than you would be at twenty. Yeah, because you're not an idiot anymore. Yeah. <laughs> in your twenties, we've talked about it's like, eh, you're hot, it's fine, like we'll just yeah. keep going. But no, I think now you don't want to be with someone who makes you feel uncertain or uneasy in any aspect. So if there is a red flag, then Mm-hmm. you cut it off and it's easier to say than do and I think now especially having been in a relationship where when I reflect back on it there were a lot of red flags that I chose to ignore I'm much more prone now that when something comes up to nip it in the butt and if we can't get through it then mm-hmm. call it quits yeah absolutely you, you're way more confident in like your decisions in your 30s you went through it yeah so um, so yeah, I think hundred percent, I would say yes. And also, yeah, fuck yeah. I'm worried about my biological clock. I mean, there's like a, in a sense, like I'm like in a sense, in a sense, but not like, oh my God, I need to have them by this age. Like I'm very like, yeah, relationships you could have dragged out for three, four years in your twenties. But I think if you were in that relationship, the same type of person and personality you can drag it out but not as long i don't think we typically do lauren unless okay no i'm just kidding (laughs) i Um, go unless oh i guess five years later no i i agree with that statement i will say though that i feel like i'm in a place in my life where yes i'm hopeful that one day i could possibly have kids 
but I'm also not looking to rush anything in a relationship in order to have them. Mm-hmm. I don't want to pressure someone and be like, listen, like if we're going to do this, let's do this because mm-hmm. time's ticking. I want to have a kid in the next year. Right. I think if I meet someone who brings joy to me and to my life and it's a good mm-hmm. match, then things will play out the way they're supposed to. Hopefully that means maybe at some point there's a kid, but yeah. maybe that's not what's supposed to happen and that's okay. And I think too, and this is totally going down a rabbit hole and probably a topic for another day, but not letting things like that define your happiness, like things that you don't currently have. It's fine to want things, but you know, sure, I would love to get married and have a family one day. If I don't, does that mean I'm going to be unhappy? No. And also that's a good point that you brought up is like comparing yourself to other people, right? And I think a lot of people tend to do that is you're... I mean, you, you're on Instagram and you follow everybody. Like we're in our thirties. Like you see everybody having marriage and kids and all that. And do I, it got, does it go through my mind? Sometimes I'm like, oh my God, damn, what am I doing? And then I'm like, no, I'm not defined by being married, having kids. I'm doing me. I'm, I'm me. I'm like, I'm having, I'm having a great I have a great life. I right. have a, my, sh- like, I think some would have my shit together. <laughs> um, I have a great family. I have a great, uh, you know, boyfriend. Uh, I'm, I have a great dog. And I, I'm feeling like this is my story. And I, I ha- people have to stop comparing their lives to other people. And like that, like, I think you even said on the first episode, like a moving treadmill. Like, okay, now next up is now marriage. Yeah. Now is kids. It's kind of like, yes, do... I want marriage and kids. Yes, I do. But that doesn't define me. I mean, I'm going to continue. And that might change. I thought I wanted to be a teacher. Guess what? I'm not a teacher. You know, I went to school and got my master's. I taught for two years and realized, you know what? This actually isn't what I want. Um, And I think, too, that's a good thing about breakups is if you can be honest with yourself and look back on your relationship and say, okay, What did I learn from this about myself? What did I learn from this that I can take into a new relationship? And Mm -hmm. what did I, what happened that I need to leave behind and not bring into a new relationship? And then take that feedback for yourself and then start focusing on yourself. I feel like you're going to be happy. I mean, everyone's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Your life is never going to end because of a breakup. Oh my gosh. Ever. 100%. Um, yeah, but be, be constructive with it. And I can say that now at 34, if you told me that when I was 23, I would have told you to go fuck yourself. Like, <laughs> no. Yeah. Or when I was I 17. Oh my God. No, the entire world was ending. Like, like I was going to self implode because my high school boyfriend was breaking up with me. Like, you also know. if you told yourself back, like, like, even if I told myself back at like 21, I would be like not married by like 30 let's just say I would be like what the fuck oh my god and then the closer I was getting to 30 I was like oh yeah girl you're not getting married at 30 you're so far from it like well and marriage my opinion of marriage has changed a lot not just because of breaking off an engagement but I don't it's not I feel like people say I want to get married and it's like okay 
you want to get married or you want to meet someone that's going to be your life partner mm -hmm. because I don't need a piece of paper. I don't need a huge party wedding. I mean, would it be fun to have a big party? Hell yeah. But to me, it's more about finding that person that I want to do life with versus being able to tell people, oh, I'm married. I got married. Well, you want that, like, you want that when you're stupid and 23. Yeah. Yeah. But no, that's, that's funny you say that because I ended up getting to a point, especially with like, okay, if, you know, hopefully I do get married at some point. Um, yeah, you know, I don't want a big wedding. It's yeah. crazy what I thought I wanted when I was like in my early 20s, like watching everybody get married. I'm like, oh my God, I'm gonna do this and this for my wedding. And now I'm just like, I just want that person to love me unconditionally mm -hmm. and be there for me. And I would go to a courthouse and then have a party after. I At was going to get point, married in my backyard with a taco bar. Oh, like I was excited for that wedding. <laughs> and, I was you know, excited. And no, no wedding party, no bridesmaids, no, because it's same, not, same. it's not about I see that. that. Yeah. And I, it took me, we weren't, well, this is for different reasons, but we weren't even going to get married on paper. Like mm -hmm. to me, it was just, it's the commitment and it's mm -hmm. finding that person which clearly we weren't committed, but it's just finding that person that you just want to high five at the end of the day when you have a good day and you want to cry on their shoulder when your day sucks and you just, you want to, there's, I don't know. You just, you want that, that partner. And so mm -hmm. I hesitate to say, yes, I want to get married and have a family. It's I want to meet someone who's going to make my life exponentially better. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We couldn't end this on a better note. <laughs> and I think the biggest thing we also can end on is not settling. And, and yeah. not saying any of the people we could have potentially been with or whatever is settling. It was. <sighs> it would have been settling. It was settling. <laughs> not in, a, neg not in a negative way to them. Just yeah. settling in the sense that they weren't the right person. 100%. They were not the right people. They're somebody for them if not already, like they're already doing that, it's better suited for that. Um, I will say, God, please don't settle because you will in 10, 15 years regret that moment. You wish you'd cut it off. Yeah. So do it fucking now. If you feel you're unhappy, do it now. Breakups like, hurt, but it's just temporary. Absolutely. It's just temporary. It's just temporary. Yeah. Take it day by day. So XOXO. XOXO. Got it. XOXO. Gossip girl. Super sexual. I was going to say that was very seductive. Gossip girl. That was good.